looking back, I think that hobbies have a different place in your life when you're a child, particularly if you're a girl. It's encouraged for you to become obsessed with a thing, be it Jim Carners making friendship bracelets or collecting new kids on the block posters, all of which were popular choices when I was of the age. My hobby was a little bit more niche and it quickly became all-encompassing. It could be ruthless, it could hurt and it involved lots of lycra. I trained three or four times a week in a mouldy scout hut and then spent my weekends in drafty, creaky church halls in the northeast competing in dance competitions or festivals as they were rather quaintly called. I'd be plastered with blue eyeshadow, hair gel and sequins and then I'd hurl my legs and arms around. The music was bits of Procol Harum, Akabilk and Gypsy Kings being forced like cheap meat through a mincer out of a poorly maintained speaker system. And this in the era of cassette tapes. Can you imagine the mist of anxiety surrounding this fragile ribbon of music? Because to win was everything for me from the age of 7 to 14 when I moved on to other more age-appropriate obsessions like drinking diamond white and squeezing the spots on my arms till I went dizzy with concentration. Time changes nothing, however. I can still recall standing there, knees locked with impatience and excitement and frustration as the adjudicator would read through the pros and cons of our performances in agony until my number was called out, to look shocked, step forward, curtsy so deeply that it looked like my hip had just collapsed, and accept the prize, a medal, preferably gold, with a picture of a dancing lady or the Humber Bridge on it. My sister likes to remind me, and often, that I was unbearable. And I was in hindsight. I was precocious, self-important and pretty damn vengeful if I didn't win. A product of my environment. So I look back on my talent with some shame rather than pride. My knack at smiling and gyrating to Kenny G at the same time is not what I'm thinking about when I think about what I've achieved in my life. What I've achieved, what I'm achieving after a long-fought battle, is the acceptance nay the joy in uncompeting. I was so used to winning that I expected my entire life to follow that same pattern, that if I simply worked very hard at something, wore lots of makeup and had something or someone to compete against, that I would succeed. Needless to say, I went into acting, and after suffering countless casting rooms of being the one of many girls with brown hair and blue eyes reading for the part of Junkie in the Bill or Footballer's Wife in Hollyoaks, I began to realise that I was not the only person who had cottoned on to this particular strategy. I was in London, not Cleethorpes. Having brown hair and blue eyes, which I could move around a lot on cue, was not my unique. I was not even the best at this particular brand of unique. I didn't get many parts. And here endeth my twenties, dear listener, a time of real crashing failure as I perceived it. I decided that the best way to handle these setbacks was to disappear in my thirties make the most non-threatening choices that I could. I would drift between profession. I mean, you could name pretty much any career and I've spent at least a day on a training course to do it. But as soon as I felt any challenge, I'd walk away. I replaced my sense of invincibility with such a fear of any form of vulnerability that I would quit and move on to the next opportunity. Getting into a practice of mindfulness meditation has changed my life. I recognise now that I let my thought patterns sit at the control seat for most of my 20s. I missed out on friendships, adventures and experiences because I was in a constant state of comparing myself to others and ultimately finding myself lacking. My one wish would be to go back in time 
visit my mid-twenties self and have a good heart-to-heart and a cuddle. Imagine that I'm not the only person listening to this who would wish for something similar. But I am working at making amends. I do a bit of teaching, I look after my son and I write, sometimes badly and sometimes well, and these are things that make me happy. I think what I've achieved, and like all good personal alchemy, I don't quite know how or when I achieved it, is self-acceptance and the growing ability to be vulnerable, to fail, to be happy when others do well, something which would have left me a snarling, blubbering mess in my 20s. I'm about to read something that I've written at a spoken word event. It'll be my first time on stage for over a decade. And however it goes, I'll enjoy the experience of being surrounded by a supportive posse of lady writers who'll listen to me. And I look forward to offering the same in return. I still believe in the power of red lipstick and sequins, but I also believe in the power of sharing good thoughts and laughing at myself when it doesn't go to plan. The Dusty Medals and Kenny G are safely in the attic.